Okay, uh, bear with me here for a second. I just... Okay, I don't know what you can hear. Can you hear me talking? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I was trying to add some music to it. All right, thank you. Um, okay, there it is. I couldn't scroll it. All right, let me see if I can upload something here. I'm glad you joined me tonight. Uh, we've been busy. We've had um, we've had a revival, and we've had um, vacation. Well, working on vacation Bible school here in July at Carbon Hill First Free Will Baptist, and we had VBS at what New Oak Grove the other week, and last week the reason why I wasn't on. Tuesday or Thursday was because we had youth camp in Guin and we sent our son, he's the oldest, sent him his first time at youth camp. So we went a couple of nights there and it was very good. He learned a lot and made some new friends. So thank the Lord for that. Uh, so youth camp's very good, and it will help. We uh, promote it at church. Hopefully, we'll have some more kids going from church by this time next year. Uh, let's see. Find what I'm looking for. Let's see. What I'm going to do tonight is go over what I preached on Sunday night. What's fresh on my mind. And I'm going to get a trailer and see if I can. No, it won't work. Okay, never mind. I won't be able to get the trailer there. Okay, so I'm going to go through what I was preaching on. Kind of explain it. Um, explain the trailer I was trying to pull up. Alright, so it's the, the name of the trailer, you can find it is called Sound of Freedom. Um, and it's I think the I think he produced it. Jim Caviezel. Um, he's in the movie The Sound of Freedom and it's a based on true stories or a true story based on the human trafficking, child trafficking. And so what he does in it in the movie is expose the trafficking, the human the sex trafficking. And he, he attempts to uh, expose it to be able to stop it. And the problem we have, I believe, is that too many people don't believe it's actually happening. Don't believe that there's actually children being trafficked. And, of course, that's not the case. There are children, plenty of children being trafficked, and it shouldn't be happening. And... I also found a video, it's called Cages, Epic Human Trafficking Truth, and they lay out this, um, there's uh, interviews of victims in trafficking and a journalist, um, first-hand witness of different of the details in the smuggling or trafficking of children 
and I'm going to get into that here in a little bit too. Um, so hopefully, I mean, we need to get more the awareness because ignorance doesn't do us any good at all. Uh, neither does apathy. So we need to uh, put them in their place. Before we go any further, though, let's pray. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for what you've done for us, what you've given us. We're thankful for the time you've given us here to be able to study your word and to be able to apply your word to current events and help us to that it would help us to open our eyes to the truth, to see the truth, and help us, Lord, as Christians, if we've uh, put our faith and trust in you, uh, to be as your children, heirs to the throne that makes us princes and um, kings and queens of the kingdom of God. and But as currently we're soldiers of the cross, help us to be bold, courageous, help us to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. It's a noble fight that we're in. Help us not to cower down, help us not to be apathetic, um, but help us to acknowledge the wickedness that is around us, the, the ruler of darkness, the principalities, and the, the, the spiritual wickedness in high places. Help us to fight it. Help us to stand up as your children and help us to protect the children and to, to help your people. We give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, so it's uh, 2 Kings chapter 17. Um, and verse 7. And I'll go ahead and read through 7 through verse 23. For so it was that the children of Israel had sinned against the Lord their God, which had brought them up out of the land of Egypt from under the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and had feared other gods, and walked in the statutes of the heathen, whom the Lord cast out from before the children of Israel and the kings of Israel which they had made. And the children of Israel did secretly those things that were not right against the Lord their God. And they built them high places in all their cities, from the tower of the watchmen to the fenced city. And they set them up images and groves in every high hill and under every green tree. And there they burnt incense in all the high places, as did the heathen whom the Lord carried away before them, and wrought wicked things to provoke the Lord to anger. For they served idols, whereof the Lord had said unto them, Ye shall not do this thing. Yet the Lord testified against Israel and against Judah, by all the prophets and by all the seers, saying, Turn ye from your evil ways, and keep my commandments and my statutes according to all the law, which I commanded your fathers, and which I sent to you by my servants, the prophets. Notwithstanding, they would not hear, but harden their necks, like to the neck of their fathers that did not believe in the Lord their God. And they rejected his statutes and his covenant that he made with their fathers, and his testimonies, which he testified against them. And they followed vanity and became vain, and went after the heathen that were round about them, concerning whom the Lord had charged them. 
that they should not do like them. And they left all the commandments of the Lord their God and made them molten images, even two calves, and made a grove, and worshipped all the host of heaven and served Baal. And they caused their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire and used divination and enchantments and sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. Therefore the Lord was very angry with Israel and removed them out of his sight. There was none left but the tribe of Judah only. Also Judah kept not the commandments of the Lord their God, but walked in the statutes of Israel which they made. And the Lord rejected all the seed of Israel and afflicted them and delivered them into the hand of the spoilers until he had cast them out of his sight. For he rent Israel from the house of David. And they made Jeroboam the son of Nebat king. And Jeroboam drave Israel from following the Lord and made them to sin a great sin. For the children of Israel walked in all the sins of Jeroboam which he did. They departed not from them. Until the Lord removed Israel out of his sight, as he had said by all his servants the prophets. So was Israel carried away out of their own land to Assyria unto this day. Alright, so we always apply, take the word of God and it's always applicable to our current situation. And it doesn't matter what scripture you're reading, whether it's the Old Testament or the New Testament. It's relevant. Cover to cover, Genesis to Revelation. So what we see here in this chapter is that the disobedience of his people is provoking him, provoking God to anger. And we're going to see that actually, I believe, unfolding in our country of the United States of America. And just like we're looking in Deuteronomy chapter 28, and we're not done with Deuteronomy yet, we're taking a little break to go to this. Uh, God will bless his people when they obey, but he will punish them when he disobeys. And he hates sin. He cannot stand sin, wickedness, lasciviousness, promiscuity, none of that. But we see here these, um, the children of Israel were turning away from God. And they, they said, verse 7, They sinned against the Lord their God, which had brought them up out of the land of Egypt from under the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and had feared other gods. I mean, God de delivered them out of bondage. The children of Israel were in bondage for 430 years in Egypt. And if you remember, if you go back to Genesis, you go back and look at Joseph, you see that they were there because of the, the dreams that the king had and that Joseph was able to interpret. And remember the dreams, he had the seven years of good and the seven years of famine. And God used Joseph to save the whole, the entire um, world at that time. He was able to store this up the grains of the seven good years, and it was able to last through the seven years of the bad. And that's how the Israelites ended up in Egypt, because Joseph's brothers had to move 
from their land of Midian to the land of Egypt. And they put them moved to Goshen. And they ended up being there 430 years where they became slaves because the pharaohs forgot the wisdom and righteousness of Joseph. Well, God delivered them out of that slavery and caused them to be free people. But yet in their murmuring and complaining, they went right back to the chains in their sins and in their wickedness because their sins and corruption looked better to them than the obedience of God. And we as a nation, you know, we see here he's judging Israel at the moment as a people, as a nation that's disobeying him and putting other gods before him. Well, we as a country, and again, this is my, the United States of America is my country. I was born here. I thank the Lord for that I was born here. But we're headed down the wrong path. We're headed down the path of destruction, and I believe we are provoking God to anger. And we see that. Go to verse 10. It says, And they set themselves images and groves in every high hill and under every green tree. I've spoken about, I've got a video on the um, Georgia Guidestones, and I have a podcast or two on the Georgia Guidestones. And I had gone to the Georgia Guidestones in Eberton, Georgia, and it's on the highest hill in that county. And I'd gone there to see what it looked like, and it was huge, 19 feet tall. I can't remember how many tons. It was 19 feet tall. It was made of five monoliths and they were made of blue Egyptian granite I think that's pretty interesting that it's Egyptian granite that's the name of that the color of the granite and but it's Egyptian but it had ten different languages on it and it had one unknown, supposedly unknown language. Of course, I didn't. I don't know the language, but it had it written at the top above the other known languages. And so it's obviously an idol to Satan. And it had ten commandments, and each one of those ten commandments was to cancel out each of God's ten commandments that He gave Moses. You know, like, uh, don't take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Don't make any graven images. Um, honor the Lord your God. Um, remember the Sabbath day. Keep it holy. Honor your father and mother. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not covet. Well, one of the main commandments on that monolith was to keep the population below 500,000 or 500 million I think 
I think it's 500 million globally. There's 7.5 billion people, and they want to keep it down below 500 million. And that's on that. I read it on that Godstone. Of course, a month later, it blew up. It's not there anymore. But there's more around. There's more groves in high places in the United States of America. And I never, growing up, never really thought of that, that there were actually would be places dedicated to Satan in the United States because I, I grew up learning about the Pilgrims, about the Mayflower, about Jamestown, you know, Plymouth Rock, you know, these Christians that came over fleed tyranny to worship God according to their convictions. And so there was places dedicated to God. There was altars raised to God that's up there in the Northeast. And there's churches. I've been to one of the oldest churches, oldest Baptist churches there in Providence, Rhode Island. And yeah, if, if memory serves, it was 1526 when it was built. Um... Might have to look that up later, maybe in another podcast. But anyway, we have a solid history as Christians, as a Christian nation. But we also know that there is a constant battle between good and evil, and the devil's there to kill, steal, and destroy. So I assume as every altar was going up to the Lord, that the devil was trying to either tear them down and destroy them, or build his own altar somewhere else to mimic, to mirror whatever was dedicated to God. So, but we see for a while Christianity prevailed and we, were, we are still a Christian nation, but we are backsliding. And I think we're, if we're, we're under the judgment of God at this point because of our disobedience. As we've been looking in Deuteronomy chapter 28, God is punishes his people because of they because his people forsook his commandments not because of what the wicked people did but because of what God's people did and I see that happening here in the United States of America now because his people aren't standing up God is judging God is punishing so one of the things the other so he raised groves, and it says, in every high hill and under every green tree. And we see that the church of Scientology and the church of Satan, and we see how they're trying, they're trying to get um, Satan, um, the school of Satan or something. I can't remember the exact thing, but in public schools, they have a, a church of Satan um, that goes to the schools and promotes um, witchcraft and satanic um, ideologies, I guess you call them, and in pub in uh, like uh, elementary schools. So we're seeing the prevalence of Satan and his satanic, his devious ways, and it's as if there's nothing there to suppress them anymore, like there used to be. It used to be in a closet or under a rock. Now it's right in your face. LGBTQ plus IAP 
whatever it is now. It's obvious it's it keeps getting worse and worse, and the tolerance that's the biggest thing of the conservatives um, movement anyway. They want to be tolerant. They want to tolerate. I don't see any of that in the Word of God. There is no tolerating sin. There is loving the people, but hating the sin. You do not tolerate their actions, but you respect them as one of God's creatures. There's a difference in that and being tolerant. But they've been pushing tolerance, which has been allowing wickedness to prevail. So they haven't been helping their conservatism at all. They've been helping the, the far-left liberal wackos, to say it mildly. But anyway, as a Christian, as a preacher, as a man of God, I try to follow his word. And he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Well, he says, don't do this, don't steal, don't kill, don't covet, don't commit adultery, don't make any graven images, and so on. And yet, his people were doing it anyway. So his judgment is coming. One of the other things that the country has done, the nation has done, has committed abortions. And they've been using abortions as if it's an option. It's murder. Murder is not an option. There's med medical conditions, and there always has been, where there's been medical conditions that, that necessitate emergency actions. But that's not an abortion. Abortions are murder, and they this nation has murdered 65 million babies. And they're, they're not only murdering the babies, but they're selling the babies. And I might have uh, little ears listening, so I can't be too graphic. But I think you get the picture. They, are be they have been trafficking this, these babies for profit, to make money. And God is very mad. Verse 11. They burnt incense in all high places, as did the heathen whom the Lord carried away before them and wrought wicked things to provoke the Lord to anger. He says, For they served idols, whereof the Lord had said unto them, Ye shall not do this thing. So you see his people turning their back on God and not loving God. Because he said, If you love me, you'd keep my commandments. Well, you see his people starting to turn away from him and turning to idols. And we know idols are just things, they're material things that rust, corrupt, they'll fade away, they'll rot. They're temporal, while God is eternal. And and we, as he created us in his image, we have an eternal soul. And as eternal creatures, they're instead worshiping finite things, temporal things. And it makes God mad, makes him angry. And we have to think of God in this way and in some of his attributes of anger and jealousy because he is a righteous God. There is no tolerance in these sort of things. Look at Sodom. He destroyed that city because of wickedness. Look at Gomorrah. He destroyed that city because of wickedness. Look at Nineveh. 
He destroyed that city because of wickedness. But there's always a, he always gave him a chance. Remember Nineveh he sent Jonah. Jonah said, "No, nah, they're too wicked. I'm not going to go give them an opportunity for salvation like you've given me." He said they're not even worth it. That was his idea. That's why he ran. But he ended up going, preaching. They repented. So God withheld his judgment for a hundred years or more. I don't remember exactly how, how many years it was, but that generation of people repented of their sins. And God withheld the judgment that he was fixing to administer to the city of Nineveh. Well, I think that we're not at the point of Sodom and Gomorrah where there's not 50 or 40 or 30 or 20 or 10 righteous people. There's still there's millions, I believe, of righteous people in the United States, but they're scared and they're cowards. They don't want to speak up and speak the truth in public because they're scared. And God doesn't like that. I have to work on that myself, too, to be more bold, to be more brave when I should be. And not cower down when I shouldn't. I have to work on that. But the Lord wants us to be as bold as lions. You know, he said, if uh, you are going to be ashamed of him, I will be ashamed of you. Because we, his people, haven't been vocal consistently and faithfully, the wicked is prevailing, appears to be prevailing. Now, the judgment of God will come because we've disobeyed and we're provoking him to anger. Verse 11, where it says it wrought wicked things to provoke the Lord to anger. All right, some of the things. Verse 14, he says, Notwithstanding, they would not hear, but hardened their necks like the neck of their fathers that did not believe in the Lord. And they rejected the statutes and his covenant that he made with their fathers and his testimonies, which he testified against them. And they followed vanity and became vain and went after the heathen. That were round about them, concerning whom the Lord had charged them that they should not do like them. Uh, that remember in on Easter. Now I can't even remember the church, but I saw the Emmys. I believe had satanic rituals there in their songs celebrating the Emmys, and then on Easter. They had a similar thing. I mean, it looked the same. I couldn't tell the difference between the two. But at church, it was like they were at that church on Easter was worshiping the devil. <clears throat> on Easter, on Resurrection Sunday. Now, I guess it's fitting if you say Easter because that's a pagan name. 
But, you know, as you see how the devil um, copies and mirrors things, there's, a, there's an image, another image, and he tries to mimic the truth with the lie to deceive people, to trick people into falling for the lie instead of the truth. Now, on Resurrection Sunday, we celebrate that Jesus, as the Son of God, who was born of a virgin, came to earth and took the, the fashion and form of a man, went to the cross and was crucified and shed his innocent blood, took the sins of the world upon his shoulders from the beginning of time to the end of time, buried for three days and then rose again on the third day, conquered sin, conquered death, conquered the grave, conquered the devil. That's something to celebrate. Then the devil throws in pagan practices to try to distract. So, God is angry and is provoking God. It's one of the biggest things is the human trafficking. You know, Jeremiah 1.6 says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. The devil wants to destroy that image. My throat is bugging me. All right, so we're going to go to the human trafficking. I've got some details based on that video, movie. Well, it's not a movie. I guess a documentary. It's like three hours long. And here's I got some bullet points or while I was watching it. Um, well, I want to make this point real quick. So our government in the United States of America is all, they are fake. They are not actual government. None of them have an oath of office. Joe Biden, um, Kamala Harris, no oath of office. Blinken, no oath of office. Um, on down the line, name it, whoever. They don't have an oath of office. None of them are legitimate. And on top of that, Joe Biden swore in like eight minutes, ten minutes prematurely. While Donald Trump was still technically president, um, but anyway, they it was a coup. They took over the government. The the District of Columbia is not part of the United States of America. The land, anyway, it's a separate entity. It's a corporation. It's a state in its own self. It's not legitimate government. So those operating it right now are imposters, so they don't need to be there. So we, the people, need to um, sort that out and straighten it up and fix that issue. So notice what it says in verse 17. And they caused their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire and used divination and enchantments and sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. All of those people that are in office in that district of Columbia are provoking God to anger. And they're trying to let the punishment fall upon 
the people of the United States of America. The Americans are the patriots. And so it seems as if they're not being punished for their actions. All right, the uh, so the example I gave when I was preaching this was that when I was I can't remember the earliest memory that I have of anything political was when I made I think about ten years old and it was Bill and Hillary Clinton. That's a for whatever reason they stick out. They were in the presidency then when I was ten years old. Um. But I can remember seeing this is this was my thought. I remember when I was little, was looking at Hillary Clinton and looking in her eyes. Now this was on a TV screen, but I was looking at her and thinking, that is an evil person. And I'm only ten years old, and I'm thinking that. And and I've been thinking, and I've known that sir for quite a long time and I've been wondering well, why in this world are such evil people in charge of our country and why does nothing happen and, and I, but the biggest question I've got is why are so many people around me and so called Christians why do they not catch it or why do they not care that there's wicked people running our Christian nation why don't they care? Why aren't they trying to do anything about it? They try to ignore it. Ignorance, uh, it just leads to um, punishment, um, entrapments. Alright, so the human trafficking, this is some notes that I've wrote down. Make sure I'm. So why are they trafficking children? So you see that in verse 17. I just read it. Because they're wicked people. Hillary Clinton is a witch. And so is anyone else up there doing what they're doing. They're wicked, evil people. And they're using divinations and enchantments. And they're causing their sons and daughters to pass through the fire. Those people worship Baal. And Baal is the... Um, go back to verse 16. And they left all the commandments of the Lord their God and made them molten images, even two calves, and made a grove and worshipped all the host of heaven and served Baal. That was a, the Philistines worshipped Baal, and there was other. The land of Canaan, you know, is full of different nations, and a lot of them worshipped Baal. And you'll notice that these gods, they appear to be different demons that reveal themselves to people with these, um, divinations and enchantments so there's plenty of proof around now to show that these people 
these elites are satanic people and they're satan worshipers um you see the groves i mentioned the uh georgia guidestones um i think i've mentioned the um bohemian grove before and i think there's only one person that was able to infiltrate the bohemian grove and get any video of it and it's a satanic ritual ceremony and they try to say oh it's just a copy of a ceremony it's not a real ceremony we're only faking it mimicking it but they're worshiping the owl and it's an egyptian god and it's the elites and all the presidents most of the presidents had to have attended the bohemian grove and participated in it the one that infiltrated it was alex jones he was able to get in there and get audio and video recordings of it and prove it was happening back in the 90s. I don't remember exactly what year. But it's happening. And so these elites have taken over through the Illuminati. The Illuminati is in charge of the Masons. Now all the low-level Masons, they don't realize that they've been taken over by Satan because they every time they think of the Masons they think of George Washington who was a stone Mason is an architect um, at that point I believe that the Masons were still honorable was still an honorable society at that point um, but afterwards was taken over by the Illuminati which is purely satanic in their their um, goings goings on, and took it over. And you know the Illuminati is is what Hollywood stems from, with all the um, perversions in the media, the videos, this the the promiscuous um, temptations in the movies and such are all satanic things to try to degrade your mind and to brainwash you and so you see it's all of this encompassing our country trying to take it over now as Christians we've got the power to get rid of it I mean quickly in an instant like the snap of the finger we could get rid of it if Christians would step up don't be scared that you're gonna get banned off YouTube like I did or get put in Facebook jail like I did so what? Just keep preaching. Keep talking. Talk to people. Talk to your neighbors, co-workers, whatever it is. If God be for us, who can be against us? So we're dealing with witchcraft, with sorcerers, with wicked, wicked people. They've killed 65 million babies. They've murdered them, and they're selling their bodies for profit. Well, they're also trafficking kids, and about 800,000 kids, I believe, go missing a year now. And they're trafficking kids from South America, trafficking through. That's the reason why the southern border is open, so that they can traffic the kids. Children, because children uh, make more money than drugs. Um, I can't remember who said it, 
But this is a comparison to prove he had, I can't remember who said it. Anyway, a barrel of oil is, was at the, what, at the time of his statement was $77 a barrel. But a barrel of babies was 77000 to give you kind of a comparison of which is to them is more profitable and they have I mean, I'm not going to go into detail I think you get the idea it's <clears throat> it's terrible but so they, they traffic them through the border, the southern border. Our government, the, the imposters in the government are keeping the border open. Remember, Trump shut the border down and, and stopped the smuggling and human trafficking. It was like 99% stopped. There was nothing coming in or out. And they opened it back up. And so they're trafficking the children and some of the children they're able to traffic through 10 times they're able to sell them in sell them out back and forth to their um to the, they sell them till they can't sell them anymore till they somebody takes them or they're dead uh there is a sky it's called a sky bridge Phoenix Mesa Gateway Airport and Governor Doug Ducey when he was governor of Arizona. Now here's the thing. This is why I don't look at them as Republican or Democrats anymore. Yeah, I voted Republican since I was old enough to vote, but like I said, I knew they were wicked people. I was like, I don't know how much good this is going to do, but I'm going to try to keep it up for when we actually get some good people an office or whatnot, but you see the um, Doug Ducey was a Republican governor. He's former governor of Arizona. Katie Hobbs is governor now, but she actually stole it from Carrie Lake. Um, Katie Hobbs is another one that has no oath of office because they stole the votes with the Dominion voting machines there in Maricopa County. That's what... Um, uh, Mike Lindell is um, fighting using his own millions of dollars. The Lord blessed him with the company, and he has the ability to be able to to fight in that in that way with the, the election fraudulent elections. And Maricopa County has been the worst. Well, through this um, documentary, I found was that Doug Ducey actually signed a bill. Senate Bill 1431, um, I believe it is, he signed a bill which allows the traffickers to fly, a, fly from South America into the Phoenix Mesa Gateway Airport, which completely bypasses the border and customs so they're able to smuggle children in either direction through the Phoenix Mesa Gateway Airport and that was a Republican governor that did that
They have Arizona State University has tunnels under the university. Now remember I mentioned some of the there was some mainstream articles a while back about tunnels that they were I think there was two tunnels that they found that went through the border went under the river and under the river and across across the borderline and they were tra they were trafficking people through those tunnels well there's even more tunnels <clears throat> Excuse me. Even more tunnels, according to Jackson Parker, who's an Arizona journalist. And he's the one been documenting these tunnels, researching the tunnels there in Arizona. But he says there's the tunnels, miles and miles of tunnels. And the Arizona State University has a lobbying district in DC. And their Arizona State University has pretty much all their students on lockdown. I mean, once you go, they've got AI technology that's got the retinal scanners and face recognition, and there's cameras over the whole university. So like, you can't go anywhere without it reading you, picking you out. Well, there's tunnels underneath it, the university. <clears throat> And he said that they go, some of them go about 200 feet deep. And there's also warehousing. Allegedly, there's a warehouse like under their football field. Now, this journalist also reported that in Tempe, the Salvation Army. He has staked out the Salvation Army there, and that he had he he knows there's tunnels from going through the city there, and he's seen vans go in and bus kids into that Salvation Army, and he's they have never come out, and I believe somebody had gone in there and found the tunnels or some of the tunnels or cages like a containment areas under the Salvation Army there <clears throat> there is tent cities and I'm sure you've probably seen the tent cities going up in a lot of places so they use the, uh, the the tent cities to traffic people also so if you get enough tent cities with people that nobody's worried about then you can take them or sell them or use them whatever and nobody really notices <clears throat> but it's interesting about Arizona so that's kind of the gateway from the South America into here now that's one of the the links and somehow some of the connections are straight into Phoenix and to North, straight to North Carolina. And I don't know the connection to North Carolina yet. But in Arizona, 
there is in the Maricopa County, I think it's the park or a park near near Maricopa. They have an obelisk and the, the first obelisk are those in DC there near the Capitol. And I found an obelisk near the uh, Georgia Guidestones when I drove through there. One like it was about 10 feet tall. And they have one in this park. And what is written on it says Bushmasters. So that's another part of the uh, Masons. And they have... It's it's linked to Osiris, the uh, Egyptian god of fertility. Another interesting thing that they have near this obelisk is a statue, a bronze statue of a woman holding a child, and there's a man. And if you look at it first, it looks like it's a couple with a child, but if you look if look at it <clears throat> closer. The man is actually ripping the baby out of the woman's hand. So they have a statue there in this park that's actually memorializing human trafficking, child trafficking. And that's in that's in Arizona. And on top <clears throat> on top of that they have at the family court, the Maricopa family court, they have bronze statutes, and it looks like a family running, but it's a woman, a man, the man's holding a child, and they're all naked. Bronze statutes, like running naked as if they're, and I'm thinking maybe that symbolizing that they're running from danger. It's crazy. It's wickedness, but it's all out in the open. They're exposing it. They're they're telling you what they're doing. It's out in the open, and yet people are still ignoring it. A a victim, and actually in that that documentary, now I've heard a few interviews from this person, Kathy O'Brien. Uh, she was in the MK Ultra. And she was a victim of that, the, the trafficking, the child trafficking, and she was rescued out of that, <clears throat> she and her daughter. Um, also, just another point on the, what it's, what the, the uh, Masons being behind it, um, Laura Silsby was attempting to smuggle 33 kids out of Haiti in 2010. And she was caught by the Haitian police. And Bill and Hillary Clinton bailed her out. And so she didn't do any jail time. And she was put on the board of a company called Alert Sense. Which is the one, which is the company that that releases the Amber Alerts. 
You think that's not a good place for a pedophile to be? But the number 33 is the symbol for the Mason symbol. Do you remember in early in the COVID where they were talking about the cases? There's a compilation. Just pull up compilation of COVID cases. And there's a compilation together, someone to put together, where they were all saying so-and-so town had 33 cases of COVID. Then this next town said, we've got 33 cases of, of COVID. All right. How many uh, how many towns are all going to be have thirty three cases of COVID at the same time? How they this all you can tell it's all orchestrated by the this these cults. Um, so the point of this me going through this is just to, so you can see that. The human trafficking is not something like a, from a cartel or a gang. It's actually from the elites. Huge. Um, they've got power sources behind, resources behind them pushing this trafficking. I mean, how else would the, why would the drug cartels try to smuggle the children over if they weren't being paid off? If there wasn't an incentive for it by someone else, someone with this, this, persuasion you have some of this stuff I still have to look up but you can look up if you go to yandex y-a-n-d-e-x dot com and you can look up different so-called conspiracy theories and look up the articles and stuff they're not banned over there on yandex.com and you can look up the frazzle drip and such things well I, should, I don't actually suggest actually doing that but they're wicked wicked people we should it's it's terrible I mean, you can't, it's hard to imagine that someone would actually do something like that to children. But that's why we're here, is to protect the children. Because there's wicked, evil people that want to do that to children. Um, another point is uh, Ron DeSantis is in the Skull of Bones. That's a secret society for us, what? I don't know, I forget, sorority, sorority, whatever. I don't know, I forget why I say it. But the Skull and Bones is another secret society tied in there with the Illuminati to branch off. Spin, well, I don't want to say spin off, but they're all linked. They're tied in together somehow. The, the culprit is Satan, of course. Satan is behind it. And so that's how I can't, I don't have time to do all the digging and research. So I got to go find somebody that's knowledgeable and follow them on the subject. But I can definitely take God's word and apply it to what we're dealing with.
and see what the Lord wants us to do with it. We see that he is very angry <clears throat> and is provoking him to anger. And he's expecting, I think, a lot of the anger. If you look at 2 Kings chapter 17, the anger is towards his people because his people aren't doing what he told them to do. So we got to stand up. We're not bench warmers. So if you see something and you're you know of something, you know, or you're convicted, you have convictions by God that you should do something. You should probably do it and not hold off on it because that would that'll hurt you longer in the. As time goes on. So we know we're at in a battle with Satan, with good and evil. And I went through all this at church Sunday night. And I went back to some of the uh, Black Robe Regiment members. And kind of read some of their quotes from the 1700s. If you, um, the Black Robe Regiment was the was pastors of the Revolution, and within the first ten to twenty years leading up to the Revolution, it was pastors preaching on righteousness, the fear of God, obedience, the liberty that God has given us. The fact that he's called us to fight, stand up, to resist. And so the, the biggest um, the leading factor of us winning the revolution, or at least staving off the British for a time, was because of the pastors, the Black Robe Regiment. <clears throat> And one of them was Reverend James Caldwell of the First Presbyterian Church in Elizabethtown, New Jersey. And he said, There are times when it is as righteous to fight as it is to pray. He had a bounty on his head, and he carried two pistols on his side. Um... I was kind of joking there at church because I was carrying one pistol, not two. So I'm not quite as good as he was because I've only got one pistol. But I think mine has more rounds than his did. Um, but his wife, he fought. He spoke out. He was brave. He said, there's, is, there's, there are times when it is as righteous to fight as it is to pray. The British killed his wife and burned his house down. This is the kind of people we're dealing with. They haven't changed. They're in the office. They claim to be leaders. That's in air quotes, leaders. They're not leaders. We're the leaders. We need to kick them out and regain our land back completely. Get them out of the way. We've got another preacher, John Peter Gabriel Mullenberg. 
he was a Lutheran preacher in Virginia, and he was preaching on Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. And he was preaching, there is a time for all things, a time to preach and a time to pray, but there is also a time to fight, and that time is now. Proverbs 29.2 says, When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. So, and then Psalms 9.17 says, The wicked shall be turned to hell, and all nations that forget God. Um, it is very important. So you see here with these quotes, these couple of quotes from Black Robe Regiment preachers from the uh, Revolutionary War era, that they understood the Word of God. They were men, and they stood up as men. They weren't these limp-wristed, soy boy, skinny jeans, Prosperity preaching things, whatever they are. I digress. I'm going to read something from Patrick Henry. And I believe he was a preacher too. In any case, he was from St. John's Church. Um, he was part of the 2nd Virginia um Continental Army, or I don't remember if it's part of the Continental Army or not, but he was in there in the Virginia, St. John's Church. This is what he said. Is life so dear or peace so sweet as to be purchased by the price of chains and slavery? Forbid it, Almighty God. I know not what course others will take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. I keep going. I mean, I've got a list, a long list of preachers here. Joab Trout, a Lutheran, 25 years old. He was at the Battle of Brandywine, September 11, 1777. He died that day. They made a stand that they weren't going to pass this position. And he was one of the many that died on that at that front. Reverend Samuel West of Dartmouth, Massachusetts. You got Paul Revere and the Minutemen. Jonas Clark, who is the pastor of the Minutemen. You know, Paul Revere actually he held up in the church of Jonas Clark, and they were they were um, trained by the pastor Jonas Clark. The Minutemen were to once they received Paul Revere's signal to spread the word and to, to be the resistance. And in Lexington, I believe Jonas Clark called out, we recognize no king but King Jesus. God won't recognize anything but a defensive war. They stood their ground and we know the Redcoats fired the first shot.
It just keeps going. I got looks like I'd list another 15 more preachers. Go on and on, but I probably need to start shutting down right now. We'll continue with that. I'll probably do a podcast just on the Black Robe Regiment. My point in reading that is that we need some pastors that will stand up like these men did in the Revolutionary War, recognizing that the spiritual wickedness um, made itself known through physical avenues, and that resisting wickedness is right is a righteous endeavor. Resistance to tyranny is obedience to God. That is my firm belief based on my understanding of God's word and my convictions by the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to stick to them. So I hope to encourage others to do the same. Because I think we're hopefully on the same side here. We want we're on this on God's side. And I keep going. I'm gonna go ahead and close down. We're gonna close in prayer. I keep going probably all night if I kept going. So let's close in prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for what you've done for us, what you've given us. I'm thankful for this time that we're able to take your word and to study your word. I'm thankful for the truths that you've given us. Help us to to obey you and obey no one else. Help us to understand and help us to show others that the wickedness, the evil, that there is no other culprit but the devil and his divinations and enchantments, that these bad things are happening aren't just chance or circumstances because we are being attacked and being persecuted by the devil by the, the enemies of God and that we have to stand up as soldiers of the cross and be bold and be brave, be courageous and be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Help us to do that. Help us to, um, to be those examples that we need to be for you. And we thank you for what you've done for us and what you've given us. And we give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, thanks for joining today. I appreciate you joining. And I hope you have a good evening. God bless, and I'll see you next time.